Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about, is a Bitcoin ETF good for Bitcoin? The new Facebook watch. And building a portfolio that puts you in the best position to not have to worry over the next decade. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past Performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, it is the last day of the month, June 30th, 2021. Another day. Hey, before I go into the topics today, uh, I haven't mentioned it in a while, but for, for those listeners who um, who don't know or new listeners, Stonehill Wealth Management, my company who sponsors the podcast, uh, we do offer a no cost, no obligation portfolio review. And so if you have a um, you know a non-401k portfolio, whether it be an IRA, Roth, brokerage account, uh, we'll review it for you, take a look at it. Uh, I'll give you my opinion on uh, if I think it'll help you reach your goals. Uh, and so you have to tell me what your goals are with long-term, short-term, mid-term. And I'll um, give my opinion, no, no cost, no obligation, no high pressure sales pitch. It's what I it's what I do. Uh, a to get branding out, and B to get the branding out. Because uh, even if somebody doesn't become a client, they really appreciate the the value added service. But let's let's get into the episode. So I got a question this morning from a friend of mine that said, "Hey, I read about this Ark ETF, and so Ark is an investment fund company. Uh, we own a couple of their funds and our strategies." Uh, Kathy Woods is the chief investment officer. Kathy Wood, I keep saying Woods. I believe it's just Kathy Wood. And so they they filed for a Bitcoin ETF. And he said, hey, is a Bitcoin ETF, you know, a good thing or a bad thing for, for Bitcoin long term? And 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 also wanted to know why would you need to, you know, why, why would you need to beat Bitcoin ETF if you could just own Bitcoin? And and the context around it is I walked him through the process of uh, buying his own Bitcoin and then storing it offline on a hardware wallet, um, which is the most secure way to own your Bitcoin. Think of it like if you if you buy gold and you custody your own gold versus you know putting it in a bank or some storage facility. This is the most secure way. No, the government can't take it from you. Nobody can take it from you um, this way. Uh, but just knowing the majority of People, right? I think there's something like 100 million people who own Bitcoin at the current moment. As Bitcoin scales up and more people have access to it, just the majority of people are not going to custody their own, their own Bitcoin. It's not that it's overly difficult, but it's also not super simple. It's just most people want something that's easy. And so it's easier to have a bank custody your Bitcoin when banks offer it, or it's easier to buy Bitcoin in your 401k or brokerage account with an ETF, uh, which is a low cost mutual fund. Now, some of you might say, yeah, but Philip, I heard you mention the, that, that, that your company owns the uh, Grayscale Bitcoin uh, trust product. And, 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 and that's true. That's, that's different than an ETF. So the trust product is, it doesn't trade at the exact value of Bitcoin. 
I don't think it ever has. Uh, so there's either a discount or a premium um, because, yeah, just just I don't want to explain the process, but it doesn't trade at the exact price of Bitcoin. And an ETF typically is a whole lot cheaper than than a uh, than, than that product. And so it, it you know once it comes out for all the people that do own the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust to get their Bitcoin exposure in a brokerage account or a four hundred one k. It'll, it'll replace that as a lower cost option that tracks Bitcoin a whole lot better than the Grayscale uh, Trust. And, and I just think the majority of people are going to own Bitcoin uh, through an ETF, just like the majority of people who have who have exposure to gold and do it through the GLD uh, or gold miners uh, ETFs. So that's the Bitcoin ETF and what it is. Now, whether it's good for Bitcoin or not, if you were to say from a purely you know what? What's more protective for Bitcoin? What, what what would be more protective for Bitcoin if governments went uh, at it? Would be for the, as many people as possible to custody their own Bitcoin because it's offline. There's no central point of failure. You know, versus if the majority of people have their Bitcoin in banks or financial institutions or ETFs, then if the government wanted to go after Bitcoin aggressively they could go after the institutions that custody it because they could control them. Just like, you know, they subpoena Apple or Facebook for our data and our information and they try and fight it, but ultimately they give in against, against the government. So, so a Bitcoin ETF, you know, is, is, you know, if it is a risk factor, if governments wanted to go after it, but what's also happening simultaneously is we also have more politicians, more senators, um, more more companies getting involved in Bitcoin. And so since we live in a, a democratic system where we don't have dictators or overt dictators, it's going to be for a fight. So, for example, they've been trying to take, um, you know, guns from Americans for a long time. And that hasn't happened. So I, I, I appreciate America for who it is. A lot of folks want to dump on America and talk about all of our problems. And we do have problems and we do need to get better in a lot of areas. But the beauty of America is it is the most free place around the world when you look at uh, everywhere else. Our dysfunction is our uh, our strength. And so, you know, I think since, the, since we're getting a lot of more people on board, I, I don't think in America you're going to have a big threat uh, from Bitcoin. It's just going to be a slow gradual process of adoption and the other cool part about about the bitcoin etf that is a that is a positive pos or a positive or plus is as more people become exposed to bitcoin through the etf they'll get more educated they may end up self-custodying it they'll go down the rabbit hole and maybe have both and the companies that are making money off of it you know they they donate money to politicians who get elected and so they're going to basically buy some politicians to keep to keep their profits coming in um, on the Bitcoin side because there's, there's just lots of opportunities as Bitcoin scales up for uh, lending against Bitcoin, for custody in Bitcoin, for Bitcoin companies to be developed and grown. And so at this point, in my personal opinion, Bitcoin is too big uh, to be attacked um, successfully in America. Um, and as I mentioned on previous episodes, if governments around the world wanted to like really attack Bitcoin and try and kill it, they got to shut off the internet. 
for everyone. And it still might not kill it because we could still, you know, do business offline. And, and I don't, and I don't want to go into technical details about how people get around the internet and all that kind of stuff through decentralized uh, internet systems. But it's pretty impossible at this point, in my point of view, to kill Bitcoin. But that's uh, those are my thoughts on the Bitcoin ETF. Let me talk about one cool thing about Facebook. And then I'm going to talk about just some investing thoughts. So Facebook, a company that we own in the macro opportunity strategy uh, at Stonehill, um, I saw they're coming out with a new watch. And, um, and so the watch, the, what they're working on is if, if you've ever seen Iron Man, where Iron Man has that 3D computer that he's able to play with and move around with his hand, that's the goal of the watch for you to be able to play with and um, have basically artificial reality interaction with your computer in front of you. And I think that is the coolest thing ever. I don't know how soon they're going to come up with it. I know they're, I know they're working on it. They announced it. So I'm, I'm assuming that, that it won't be uh, too far down the road, but I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning that a, because like we own Facebook and I'm just excited about it. Uh, B I'm, I'm a, I'm a Marvel nerd. So I'm just going to buy one just, you know, just so I can look like I'm Iron Man. But there's one more thing that when I'm thinking about investing, uh, I'm thinking about, okay, now what does this enable, right? How does this change how we interact with computers, how we interact with purchasing things, how we interact around business, how we do business, because it leads to other opportunities for investing. The iPhone created trillions and trillions. Really, the iPhone enabled the ability for Bitcoin to be so successful or and Uber to be so successful. All these companies to be super successful came from the ability to smartphone. So with technology like this, whether and it doesn't even matter if Facebook is the one who actually deploys the watch, maybe Apple might do it. But the point is when you have new technology like this, it's a, it's a game changer for industry to be built on top of. So I'm super excited. And on a side note, let me know if you like me introducing new technologies like this into the podcast. Hit me up on Twitter, ask underscore Philip, uh, because I read about this stuff all the time and I don't share, like I I read more stuff than I ever put on the podcast. Like 99% of stuff that I read and, and, I, and I look at, I don't put on the podcast because I'm not aware, you know, I just don't think about it. And so I, I need feedback to let me know what you want to hear more of. I'm here working for you. This is the labor of love for you. So if you tell me what you want to know more about, what you're interested in, I will provide it. But last point, let's talk about the next decade of investing. A lot of people right now are uh, nervous about investing or they're impatient uh, with this short-term market lull on investing. And they just want to know, am I going to be okay? Here's what I'm fairly confident of over the next 10 years, like really confident that you're not going to want to own a lot of cash and bonds over the next 10 years because like when you when you follow the money trail, you see that governments around the world have to keep rates very low because they can't afford the, the debt interest and they have to keep printing monies to support uh, the current prices of assets around the world. And they're going to have to do infrastructure spending to reach the climate goals, to get some money into the pockets of people who don't own assets. And so, you know, the 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 reference point would be something similar to the 1940s, where even though we were like in the midst of a world war um, two, 
you know, stocks actually did, you know, relatively well on a nominal basis. And when you factor in um, inflation um, for a whole host of reasons. And so we're in a similar time period where we're going to have massive spending like the 40s, low rates like the 40s and cash and bonds didn't do well. So those those sucked. And so we're in the same economic backdrop. And so you don't want to the, the more cash and bonds you own over the next decade, I feel like the more wealth is going to get destroyed from the money printing inflation. Uh, alternatively, if you're well diversified, if you own a globally diversified stock portfolio, you know, maybe you have some gold in there, definitely need to have some crypto in there. You definitely want to have a good allocation to stocks that are uh, growth stocks that are eating the world, but you want to be well diversified. I think if you have that portfolio and then you just keep saving money, like you'll, you'll, you'll be good. And if you want to step up your level of financial independence, you know, think about, you know, side hustle incomes, think about lowering your expenses by taking advantage of technology. I mentioned in the previous episode, look at getting solar panels to reduce your energy bill and sell energy back to the grid. Think about changing where you work. If you can lower your, your gas bill, cause you don't have to drive because you have a a job that allows you to work from home, that could be great. That also allows you to maybe move further out and buy a house or whatever you do, rent somewhere that is relatively cheaper. Like the, the op- I think a lot of people are looking at the opportunities of what's going on in the world right now and they're scared and they're nervous versus being super excited because I don't think we've like, it's a blessing to live through a time period like this where there's massive disruption because the ones that take advantage of the opportunities that get blown open uh, are going to win a lot, in my opinion. So let's go out there and win. And, you know, it's okay to feel nervous, but make sure you prepare, like prepare, plan or be a pessimist when you plan. And then you can be an optimist as you execute. And that is my philosophy. I hope this helps somebody until tomorrow. Enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.